0: Welcome to Hills I Die
1: Thanksgiving stinks. Being old
0: is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find Adults love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell.
2: on do you want to be on a podcast? They said, bring you on."
0: <laughs> Absolutely get him on here.
2: Okay, we're going the other way. We're going this way.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Jack, get on the chair. Grab a chair. Danielle, this is amazing.
2: <laughs>
0: Listen, the shenanigans. It's shenanigan. the best. We're, we're starting off unconventionally today, and I can't wait. Hi, I'm Taylor.
2: Hey, one ear. This is a the incredible. This is fantastic. The incredible human.
0: This is, I'm so glad. Well, first of all, let's let's introduce our first guest. Uh, we've got Danielle Pinock here. I'm going to do her real intro in a bit. But tell me now, you have to introduce your guest.
2: Yes. Okay. Okay. First of all, this is Bezad Dabu. This is one of my favorite humans on the planet Earth. Literally, ride or die friendship is like the first part of the bio. I haven't even gotten into the credits yet. <laughs> Literally, one of the most talented. TV, film, theater actors, has done literally every theater in Chicago, LA, was on how to get away with murder in an incredible recurring role. I just saw you in a short film on Netflix too recently. Okay, tell the people what the short film was.
1: So there was a short film called Weathering on Netflix by Megalyn Hitchin, okay, which is about uh, black women and sort of the struggles they're facing with the birth
2: process. Birth process. process. Oh shit. But I'm also going to say is an incredible mentor at the Hillman grad, which is Lena Waites' mentorship program that she runs. But like no way. he's getting these folks representation, books and busy jobs, series regulars on TV shows and films. No way. Like this is the most important person in Hollywood that you need to know.
0: That's incredible. And we've got him here today, folks. Literally. Okay, wait, well. This podcast is called Hills I Die On. uh, And it's a podcast where we have guests on uh, to discuss and debate an unpopular opinion that they feel so passionate about that they'd be willing to die on a hill. So I need to ask you on the spot what hill would you die on?
1: Oh my God, on the spot. Oh my goodness, on the spot. Okay, I got one. I got one. Let's hear it. Uh, I'm going to die on this hill. And this is on the spot. I wish I could come up with something else, but I'm going (laughs) to say savings accounts are scams
2: what is savings Savings accounts
0: then where is your money say that again
2: this is very rich dad poor dad
0: savings accounts are scams because they're going to
1: give you (laughs) point like zero one percent back on your money right meanwhile they're going to take your money they're going to invest it and they're going to get four to five to six to seven to eleven percent now if you just have your money in a savings account inflation is six to eight percent a year Mm. you are losing money by having money in a savings account. Wow. Literally, if you have $1,000 and you put it in a savings account in 2022, in 2023, you've lost money. Even oh. if you did nothing with it, you've lost money on inflation. Okay. They want They want the middle class to put their money in savings accounts so they can use your money to make money doing the things that rich people actually do.
0: So what do you recommend? Investing?
1: You have to invest. Yes, you have to invest. Or you can even park it. Like if you know you're not going to use a certain amount of money, you can put it in something like a CD, which is uh-huh. um, uh, 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 a thing mm-hmm. that will get you like more percentage rate. You could right now, even Apple, like even Apple uh-huh. with an Apple card, even they're giving you 4% APY on bank, more nice. than a bank will. Um, You can invest it, though. You, there's so many things to invest.
2: In. I forgot to add this in his bio. He is like literally every actor's financial oh. advisor.
0: I, this is incredible. Well, I got to know, it, it, does this count for like all uh, savings accounts like SEPs and IRAs?
1: So an IRA... IRAs are great, but IRAs have a lot of things attached to it. Certain IRAs, you can't touch till to you're 57 years old tax-free. Certain IRAs, if you touch before that, you get massive penalties. Certain IRAs cap you at only 5,500 a year. Certain IRAs, you can only put in if you make a certain amount of money or less. So there's a lot of like caps to IRAs. IRAs are great. Roth IRAs are great. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think savings accounts are scams. And again, if I was on this podcast, and I had thought about it more. I might have thought of something else, but that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah.
0: I'm obsessed with this. I've learned a lot. You're hired. Surprise! You're hired by all of us and all of right. us. Literally, listeners. you
2: can take all um, of my retirement.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, great. If I end up making that five percent, you can take one of it. I feel like you have a whole business model. It's probably better than my current business yeah, if manager. I
1: take one of it, I'm getting double what your bank is giving you. So look See, at
0: that. and you
2: got to be good at math. See, right. I, I wasn't the best at math. I was the best at theater.
0: There you go. We all have our strengths, which is why it's good to have friends who have different strengths.
2: Yeah, yeah literally AP English. Give me a poem. Nice. You any
0: day. OK, there
2: that's you go. Nice. Yes. yes. I was like, What's happening? What's yeah, I going
0: on? Completely agree. Even sometimes doing the tip still gets me. I'm like, I know I just moved the decimal over one place. Just give me a second. Literally,
2: <laughs> where's my TI-83 plus so I can yeah. figure out
0: this tip, okay? I really feel like I'm fulfilling
1: all the stereotypes about <laughs> South Asian men right now, but yes.
0: <laughs> the Speed I- in which you came up with your hill and then had that much to go off of it. Brilliant. That was brilliant. You, you, you passed that with flying colors. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you two know each other?
2: I To be honest, I don't even know. I don't know wh- how we met. I just know that he's literally my brother. I, I don't know. I don't remember what the first day was or the moment. I just know that one day we were just calling each other every day. <laughs> I, I
0: don't remember, That's I don't,
2: amazing. I, I
1: also don't remember how we like, became yeah. friends, but I actually do remember the first day I
0: met Danielle. Oh! oh!
1: The first day I met Danielle was at her performance of her solo show, Body Courage.
0: Oh, yeah. Was it Second City?
2: Oh, yeah. Second City. So many, I did so, listen, I was a raggedy theater girl. So I was going to like little house, that little black box, little black box here. Oh, I love this. My God, my husband has lifted so many pieces of furniture in people's basements. I did the show in somebody's basement once.
0: Amazing. Well, I'm a Chicago girl too, so I. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. I just just gonna- gotta say, yes. Yeah, so I'm. I, I too have frequented <laughs> yes. some less than stage centric stages.
1: <laughs> and I just, I just met Danielle in the theater scene, and then when we came out to LA, is I think we really started talking because. The Chicago community in LA, like we sort no. of find each other yes. because we approach the work yes. in a similar way. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we became a lot of late night calls and me yeah. with this tape. Mm-hmm. And
2: what do you think? Literally, literally. About the Z- Ru- running, Z- running Z- lines, yeah. literally, running lines yeah. and also yeah. running finances. Do you get yes. it? <laughs> I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> and what do, I do
0: That's amazing. Wait, tell me, what was Danielle like in the Chicago theater scene? Did we know she was going to be a star from the get go? I did,
1: but i you know, nice. I did. No, the thing is is that Danielle Danielle is giving. Danielle is a hype woman. Danielle uh, is totally willing to let other people sit in the spotlight. Look at me right now in her podcast. Um, she's totally willing to let other people be in the spotlight. And in Chicago, awesome. where the spirit of the Chicago theater scene is ensemble, yeah. there's nothing you want more in an ensemble. I'm going to make you look good, and you're going to make me look good, and, you know what I mean? Yeah. The best tennis player to have to like to racket your scenes off of was Danielle, and that was her Dang. reputation.
0: I love hearing that. I have I have goose goosebumps. goosebumps. I don't know if you can see those across the screen, but my little old heart, this is a real true and constant friendship, and I love that.
1: <laughs> That's great. Well, I came to pick up some boxes. I
0: <laughs> well, Danielle was like, my, my friend from a very long time ago is here. And I was like, go. I don't have anything to do. We're on strike. Go. Go get him.
2: I was like, I have to see my friend. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. I
0: I would not let you let a friend leave. That would be cruel and unusual. Um, Feel feel free to to mute me and just catch up if you need to at this point. (laughs) I can I can do some singing for this part of the podcast. No, well good. Let's let's keep it going. I so I so since you're both here and I love this very much, um typically what I do is I I I introduce my first guest uh in a slightly more colorful way. Uh if you'd like to hear it and then you can tell me if there's any big thing that I forgot for Danielle that I should be adding. Uh how does that sound? Perfect. All right, we're a little bit in, but now I'm going to start, we're going to start the show now with hello and welcome to Hillside Dion. Today is another exceptional day on the pod because today we're joined by one of my favorite actors on TV right now. She is an incredibly talented actress slash writer slash comedian slash style icon, let's be honest, Uh, currently pulling off a very nice cheetah print. Uh, You'd recognize her as a star of the show Ghosts on CBS, where she plays the 1920s prohibition era jazz singer alberta uh, and in the role of miss ingram on young Sheldon, uh she's just a true talent and i'm so excited to have her on the pod today alongside her longtime surprise guest best friend please welcome to the podcast danielle Pinock.
2: oh my god thank you so much for having me and they thought <laughs>
0: how'd i do yes uh, that was
1: amazing that was a great that was a great intro
0: Great. I just want to make sure I'm doing her justice because you just talked her up in such a way that I was like, well, I got to compete because I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> well, so exciting. I'm so excited to have both of you here. Let's be honest. Uh, it's been clearly a big month for you, Danielle. How can I hear how the valve renewal was?
2: The valve renewal was amazing. It Congratulations. was an incredible redo and a second chance. Um, Ten years ago, the night before we got married, my mom had a stroke. So oh my gosh. we literally had to get married in the ICU and it was heartbreaking and oh celebratory. In the fact that my mom had to get me away from a hospital bed, but my whole family was there to support us. I mean, Shonda Rhimes, I, I, listen, we got a story for you, sis. <laughs> I mean, Big time. I was giving Grey's Anatomy. So <laughs> 10 years later, we got to get with our close friends and family. We did it right here in Encino. Um, and in a restaurant and it was gorgeous. And shout out to our event planner, Cora Lenora. She was
0: amazing. And the pictures are insane, by the way, whoever photographed on time,
2: Montana yeah. Crumlish and, uh, Kev, uh, it was, it was, um, we had such a blast and just to renew our vows to each yeah. other renew, um, you know, our faith in each other over the last decade. I have to say that we've been cruising y'all like we've been having so much fun, in this last decade I mean we've been broke as hell together when we first got married and just like you know schlepping around in the like Chicago theater scene together and working side hustles and odd jobs and I was just talking to my husband last night because I was like do you remember you used to sell, sell knives in Jewel Osco like <laughs> he was one of those people that did the presentations yeah. was selling the knives. I was like I was working for Postmates I was I was oh my gosh like Chicago is a hustle. I'm working for um, Girl Scouts in their warehouse, packing thin men. No. Casting intern and trying to do Second City at the same time in a one woman show. Like it is the city of hustle. And I loved it so much because that was my education. That was the addition to my MFA. You know, I, I loved being in that city so much. I think Chicago has the most talented people in the world. Fight me. You know, and I'm from New York.
0: Oh, oh, good. I was like, well, I'm clearly not fighting you. (laughs) Yeah, no,
2: no, it really does. I mean, unlike it's a magical city and just full of heart and hard work. And um, I'm grateful that that was our training ground. I love it so much. So coming to L.A., I felt very, very strong and prepared as a performer.
0: That's amazing. I mean, didn't hurt that you also had an MFA program.
2: Degraded. didn't didn't hurt didn't yes. hurt that, that, but, um, being
0: trained as they say doesn't hurt
2: <laughs> I know but you know what? I will say it's being trained is one thing but getting that real life experience is a different right. thing as well too you know getting the business aspect of that which is like you can't train that in a rehearsal room That's you know right. and trying to figure out how to network and how to get the next job and what play to be in and what moves to make yeah. so all of that business sense I got in that city and I'm grateful for it because I am an expert networker now you know what I mean like oh, my yeah. business is you know everything and
0: how amazing to an exactly a decade later be able to revisit this moment that that you know of course holds a special place in your heart but was not what you really expected it to be and yeah. get to do it again have your mom who I can't wait to talk about because as you know, I met your mother first, uh, love this woman. Can't believe that she went through all of this and thrilled that she's clearly come out the other side of it Strong, yes. and wonderful and so proud of her baby. Let's be clear here. Um, Dear God. And- and <laughs> too- Oh yes. Well, l- l- I'll just add this right now. Uh, so I had the pleasure of meeting Danielle's mom at the HCA Awards, the Hollywood Critics Awards. Danielle, you and I would have been at the same table, but you were filming ghosts in Canada. And so you were sweet enough to send your mom, and I got to sit next to her, and she is a dang delight. Yeah, she's such a, high a delight. For
2: sure. She uh, is.
0: It was the greatest. And every time you came on the screen, which was a lot because Ghost is a hit show and everyone wanted to celebrate it this year. Every time she came on, she would look over and go, that's my baby. And we would have yeah. one at the table and be like, woo! So you would have thought that we were all Danielle's relatives because every time your face came up, the whole table was like, woo, woo, woo! Like more so than when any of our other shows came up. It was- Oh my God. She was so she kind is and so lovely. the that-
2: biggest hype woman on the planet Earth. I am well, so grateful.
0: It sounds Sounds like that's where you got it from she must be you must it must feel like she oh yeah she feels like my mom. you know what i mean
1: yes and she wants to make sure everybody's living happy and, happy and eating well and in many ways you really could be a member of danielle's family Danielle really? as a multi-ethnic family
2: <laughs> every every thanksgiving we do we do the big thanksgivings my mom my grandmother and i we cook for like hundreds of artists um, Amazing. We, used, we used to, we used to do like an Airbnb and everybody would like come by and like all that stuff. But when the pandemic happened, we were doing, what were we doing? It was, um, We did like a crab boy yeah, we did a crab boy, but then we did like the deliveries. Do you remember? And I was like, come at this time and I will have a
0: plate ready for you. Tell me what you want. That is incredible. Before she even
1: met my fiance, she was giving me double portions. She was like, I know you have that lovely, my future daughter.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was i'm getting
1: ready i, I want to just say i'm gonna let danielle have the rest of this podcast and, and <laughs> take her take her time and take her center stage but i just want to add that about chicago you know sometimes people in new york they get they get priced out of having a space to create Sometimes people in la you can't create unless you have a name credit what's great about chicago is the space is affordable and accessible the credit is not necessary and so you have a you have a whole town of can-do people who want to just get things done. They have an idea, they can get it done. So, like Tracy Letts says, Chicago's the cake, New York's the frosting, and LA adds some sprinkles.
2: Yes, and so, Fred, I love that. I love that. Thank
1: you so much for letting me be on this. Thank, thank, thank you for, for I coming. Thank it for you, and I hope you have a wonderful podcast. Thank and you. I can't wait to listen. I'm gonna listen to this.
0: Episode. Yes. I can't wait to get your email and hit you up about what I'm doing with all my money.
2: I know exactly. Literally, at the beginning of the podcast is gonna be like. Jack yes, is
0: day nice? <laughs> Complete treat. Such a pleasure meeting you. <laughs> oh my God. That is that that is the best. Also, Danielle, nothing makes me happier than uh the apple clearly doesn't fall far from the tree. He literally described you as like a one-woman hype woman. And then the way you described your mom was nearly identical.
2: Oh yeah. That my mom is she's the, my biggest hype woman. She's my greatest supporter. She believed in me when nobody else would could. Um, it's common in immigrant families to want their children to become Im- like Im- engineers, doctors, lawyers, nurses. And she said, no, my, my daughters a creative and I'm going to fund that passion. I think that's a huge thing as a single mother to do. She mm-hmm. put me in every dance lesson, piano lessons, singing classes. Um, she is my greatest inspiration in resilience and strength. And so I, I'm honored to be her daughter.
0: That's incredible. I love that with all my heart and soul. And I'm so glad that she got to be there for your real version of your special day as yeah, well. It exactly. uh, truly looked spectacular and so happy. The joy is radiating through those photos. Um, it's, it seemed so special. Um, so congratulations. Thank you so much Congratulations on 10 years. That's really, really, really the greatest. Um, well, yes, well, I love your mom. I love everything about <laughs> The intro of this podcast. I know.
2: I <laughs> chaotic. This is me. Chaotic energy. Okay.
0: <laughs> hey, we're one in the same Chicago girls. We've got something going on. Um, I also, I, I have to ask before we get into your hail, um, how is shooting ghosts? It's such a great show.
2: Yeah. Going to work every day feels like summer camp. I, I feel so incredibly lucky and blessed that I get to work with this amazing group of humans.
0: Like rock star cast.
2: I mean, it is just, it's the best from our, I mean, our writers, especially now during this time, we would, I mean, we would have no show without them. I mean, we would just be walking around Woodstone Mansion trying to figure out what to do. (laughs) Our writers have given us such a gift. It's a historical moment of what's happening with broadcast television right now. And the fact that we're bringing families back and we are doing just insane numbers, 6.5 to 10 million people per week. Um, so it's an honor to be on this show and to work with these incredible humans. I, I feel so lucky.
0: That's amazing. And honestly, they're so lucky to have you. I, I'm friends with a couple of the writers, Emily Schmidt and Josh Malmeth. who I love. Ah, and- that's my bowl. Uh, that's I'm my so, bowl. so glad. <laughs> And they speak so highly about the whole cast and you in particular. I, I had dinner with Josh yesterday and I told him you were coming on and he was like, oh, you're going to have the best time. She's so naturally funny. She yeah, you know, like it's clear that, well, we're grateful, especially in a time of writer strike. We're grateful for the actors calling out the writers. But similarly, as you guys head into your negotiations, we're nothing without Good performers, and and you elevate that character in such a beautiful way. She, Alberta is so laugh out loud funny, and you'd feel for her. And it, it's yeah, I mean you're such a talent. It's it, so much. So I
2: appreciate that. It's thank really you. fun.
0: It's fun to watch. Are you kidding? It's as if just a fan. I'm like this is a joy. We need more comedies out there these days, and and this one is such a hit. So
2: thank you, thank you so much. That means a lot. I love this character so much, and. For her to be a 1920s Prohibition era ghost, yes. I have to say that a lot a lot of the roles in my career for TV specifically and for film, I never got the chance to play the quirky characters that I've always desired to play. Um, I got a lot of disgruntled stereotypes for a very long time, whether that's the sure. sassy nurse or you know, the the mean spirited librarian or you know what I mean? Sure. When this audition came along and I saw that she was black. I was like, okay, I'm loving this. Okay. And now I have to build the confidence to know that I can do it too, you know? And so it breathing life into Alberta's afterlife has been my greatest honor as a performer. She is so incredible. And so she's a hot mess and like so funny and vulnerable and, um, it's such a beautiful time period in the 1920s for black people and our culture. And, uh, I'm, I'm really grateful for the writers that they didn't make her a stereotype. She's fully three-dimensional. Um, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm honored.
0: That's so great. I, I love hearing that. What was, um, can I ask, what was your process with, what was your audition process? Like, what did that look like?
2: I was in the middle of the pandemic, 2020, um, in November, if I'm not mistaken. And I was like, oh, wait, we're going back to work. I was like, but we don't got no vaccines yet. How are we doing this? Um, I was healing from lung surgery. Um, I had to have lung surgery in the middle of the global pandemic in 2020, in June. And so... Was
0: it COVID-induced?
2: No, it was not COVID-induced. It was actually a surgery that I was supposed to have the day before
0: the stay at home order went. Oh my gosh. I don't think
2: I've actually shared this before on any, um, in any interviews before, but Uh, are
0: you comfortable? If not, we can. No, no,
2: no, it's totally fine. Um, It was, I was, I was on the set of young Sheldon. We were doing the finale and the next day was my surgery. (laughs) uh, We were on young Sheldon and then these people in these hazmat suits came and they were like, you guys got to go. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what, what's happening. I, I was like, okay, well, maybe there was some sort of outbreak. or So I'm getting ready to do my surgery. And they were like, you can't come in. We're declaring a stay at home. I said, stay at home to do what? Like, what are we?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I was like, I need to get the surgery. They were like, no, um, COVID-19 is happening. And we need to keep you all safe. And your are immunocompromised because you're a lung disease. And so... I couldn't get the surgery until June until they kind of knew what else was happening with COVID-19 and this disease. So I got the surgery and I was home rehabbing and uh, I was healthy enough to audition again. So when the audition came, I was like, oh, my gosh, am I able to do this? I, I really I don't know. But I was like, you know what? Let me just have fun. I'm in my house. It's a self-tape. So I got my 30th birthday dress. I found some little fake fur from Amazon for 20 bucks. <laughs> um, I had this little hat that I had from when I did a production of Major Barbara in somebody's basement in Chicago. And my mom <laughs> let me borrow her little shake and go wig. And I just had a blast. My husband was reading. He is full on British. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fully British and like speaking in full RP on the tape. But that, you know, you use what you got. And so... <laughs> When I got that call back, I went into it and we had fun and I didn't know what to expect, you know? And then they called me back again and they said, can she do it without the hat? And so I was like, oh my gosh, this hat almost made me lose my job. I can't believe this. Oh my gosh, it's the hat.
0: If I, you know, after. Which is hilarious. And like, they (laughs) couldn't see past the hat. What's happening?
2: I was like, no.
0: So I did the audition again,
2: sans hat. And I was so nervous um that I started flubbing lines
0: oh Danielle and
2: they said okay we think we have it thank you so much and I've never done this in an audition before and I said y'all don't have it I was like we need to do it again I was like I messed up the lines. let's let's take it again um I was like and what do you want me to change I was like you saw a, a brief moment of what that was but um what what can we alter now what can we start playing with I've never had that confidence in an audition before. Usually I'm just like, hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> you know, But um, I think because I was in my kitchen <laughs> yes. and I had my house slippers on and yes, I had the outfit, but I was like in my own space, you know, I felt in command because I was in my own space. So Amazing. they said, you know what, you're right. We Let's do it again. And so it then became not an audition. It became a work session. So the Joes were like, can we try it this way? Can you do this? And Trent, um, our main director, he was like, can you do this? And stare in the camera this way. And I know you're on a webcam, but use it as though. And so we did all the things. I started improvising. I was like, this is what I think she would do on this. And every time I had a new improv and a new thing, they're like, oh, we like that. That's really funny. Um, And it became very collaborative. And so at the end of the audition, I said, Well, you know what? I don't know what will happen, but at least I know. I took command and I felt really strong about what I gave them because they have several options. And two days later, my manager, Frank Gonzalez, uh, showed up in a mask and said, Come outside. And I came outside and we were six feet apart. Obviously, he was down the stairs, I was up the stairs because we didn't know anything about COVID 19 and what we could do. I'm double masked, I have the shield. (laughs) On, yeah. And he throws up this bag like he just throws it up to me like I'm Juliet looking all over the Romeo. And he said, you booked it. I said, booked oh. what? He said, you booked the job. You booked it, Danielle, because he's been with me since Second City, Chicago. He was the one that scouted
0: Danielle.
2: me um in Second City. So this has been five years now, you know what I mean, of us waiting and hoping and rejection and didn't happen in tears and depression. And, um, I, Oh God, I'm about to say, Ooh, girl. Um, I just got emotional to think about that. Cause I opened it up and it was champagne chocolates. And I had never seen a dessert that rich in my life. You, know, like, it? you earned it.
0: You earned
2: it. Champagne chocolate. <laughs> So he said, "You deserve it." He's like, "I wish I could give you a hug right now," and I was like, "I wish I could give you a hug too." And so we look at Bazan in the band. <laughs>
0: Bazan, kid,
2: <laughs> crawling vine. But we, it was the greatest moment of my career.
0: What a triumphant story! Uh, first of all, I mean, just to back up to you having to have l- lung. Surgery during a respiratory based pandemic. It was the
2: scariest moment of my life.
0: So scared. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. I I can't (laughs) imagine how you must have felt. So, coming straight off that, being in recovery, and then just knowing in your heart how (laughs) much you can do this, like, and then nailing it and giving yourself the opportunity and creating the opportunity for yourself. I'm so I have goosebumps. <laughs> I, that is a phenomenal story. So well deserved. I'm so glad the show let you do your thing because that role would be nothing without you. Um, <laughs> and and wow. wow, that's that's so special and so fantastic. Um, do you feel like you relate to Alberta at all?
2: Oh yes, I do. Um, I have a time period in my life I call the Elaine Stritch years. <laughs> I was in college. I was just drinking Everclear and Malibu and tequila. And I was just at every party, any party that I could go to, I was just there and living my best life and having all of the relationships all of the time and performing. And I was smoking my Marlboro lights. And I was like, darling, I had these long scarves and it was just delicious. (laughs) And so after college, you know, you grow up. And so I couldn't have those moments anymore because I was like, if I keep drinking like this, I'm going to end up in AA. So let me just, let me hold this. Let me call this out. So, um, but she is that essence, you know, she is, I'm paying homage to not only that time period in my life, but to my grandmother, who is my greatest joy, you know, to my, to my father who, you know, he, Papa was a rolling stone, you know, he lived a fast life. And so it is paying homage to him as well. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for this role. I love being able to play her. I love that she is so confident and she is sexy and she denies man and she is messy. And I, I, it's been the greatest gift ever.
0: I'm so glad. And can we get any spoilers of season three?
2: Oh gosh. I have no idea what, like, honestly, they don't tell us anything. Yeah. And good. And I'm happy they don't, because the way our group texts and group chats are set up, we'd be like, oh, did you hear this? Did you hear this? <laughs> like Any little rumor, it's sure. like it, it circulates. And then I'm the meme girl. So anytime I hear anything, I'm always sending a meme. I'm
0: like, <gasps> Is it a group chat with the cast? We have
2: so many group chats. We have a group chat with the showrunners. Great. We have a group chat just with the cast. We have a group chat called Lady Ghost Society, which is just the women. Oh, and yes. then there's like a chat with like me and Sheila, and I think like Ramon. Oh, <laughs> yes. I think that's, that's like the last one, but we all have our little individual. That There's also so like good. a chat with like the newcomers. Like we were just new like, oh so, yeah, we have tons of it.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. If you're, oh my God, that's so, I love that with all my heart and soul. I mean, I know they got stuck. They got stopped a little early. They had just started the season three room, but I'm yeah. sure by the time it's back up and running, it's, we're all going to be so ready for another season. It's going to feel great. It's going to be amazing. Um, Well, I love that. I am so thrilled to hear all this information. Uh, But personally, I think it's time that we, you know, uh, set aside some of this joyful stuff to really get into the heated debate that's going to come next. Now that we've bonded, it's time to really rip that bond apart over one of the more important issues we've had on this podcast. Absolutely. Um, And in order to do so, would you please tell us what your hill is?
2: I believe that brown eggs, Are better than white eggs. (laughs) Okay, I believe that.
0: In your heart, I'm gonna add
2: even more organic brown eggs.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. I need to get into this. I I have to be honest. Up until last week, where I, you know, wanted to do my research for the pod, I've only been a white egg girl.
2: Yeah. See, this is the thing. Me too. Oh, oh, oh. I was for a very long time, and then my husband, his family, they have a farm, right? In England. And so they only had brown eggs. And I was like, why are these eggs so weird? What's happening? And they're like, chickens lay brown eggs. And they're like, sometimes, you know, they bleach eggs in America. And I was like, what? What? Sometimes, sometimes, you know, sometimes the chickens can lay white eggs. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Listen, I'm not in chicken business and they're not in mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, hmm, the eggs were so good. And I don't know whether it's because it was like right off the farm and so when I got back to America I started buying brown eggs. And I, it it just tastes different. It tastes more bougie. It tastes farm fresh. It tastes like I have coin in my bank account as we talked about with Beaudoin. There's something a little different about it. The yolk is different. You know, it just is a little it's not like as yellow it's like a little red
0: interesting
2: <laughs> you know what I mean like it's 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 perfect and I yeah. love it so much and yeah, representation
0: like the, uh, matters yeah <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Is, I, I will not argue with you. We're not. We're not playing that game. Let's, let's be clear. Here. Um, I wait. Okay, so you were a late in light convert, like so? Yes, it wasn't I was a late
2: and light convert. I really okay. was.
0: You know, I I bought them before doing any research, and you know, made myself a hard-boiled egg, and then also made myself some scrambled eggs. And Love. I got to be honest, I, they tasted the same. taste the same. They tasted mm-hmm.
2: the same Am I wrong? No, there's a little, there's a little 401k in the brown egg.
0: The, okay, the thing that I noticed, however, is that the brown eggs are more expensive. They are. Yes. they are. So I was ready for it to like be, I was like, oh wow, is this gonna like rock my omelet world? You know. You're
2: like, <laughs> it's the same egg. I just I get nervous because I don't know what's going on in the American food system. Uh so, you know, when I'm hearing bleaching eggs and the the chickens are being fed hormones and I'm like, these vegans, they really got this thing figured out because it's just so much going on here. I don't know what's happening. And it's I'm crazy. watching these documentaries, these spiracy, and I'm just like
0: Ugh. Oh yeah. You see these docs and it's like chickens with no beaks laying eggs. I know, it's scary. And you're like, this is horrifying. Yes. Okay, so I ended up doing some research on it and turns out from a nutritional standpoint, brown eggs and white eggs are identical. However, however, oftentimes because brown eggs are actually harder to produce, uh, they end up being more expensive because uh, white chickens lay white eggs, brown chickens lay brown eggs, and, and apparently um, the brown eggs, there's like the hens that breed the brown eggs require a larger amount of food and they produce slightly less eggs. So they just are, because of that, it's, you know, it's uh, supply and demand. They, the cost is more expensive. However, I think you had, first of all, you had that egg fresh off a farm. So I would argue that your hill is actually, we need yeah. to be eating organic
2: foods Organic foods. That's exactly it. And I'm also going to say, I think there is a Pixar movie in all of this. And what I would love to see is a little interracial egg and what happens. there?
0: (laughs) How we're going to sell that little brown and white. (laughs) That's real. That's really what this is up to. You know what I mean? Pixar. Um, Call us. Absolutely call us. We are so available. You're animated. So we might be able to negotiate something. That's hysterical. Um, I do love that. You know, it's fascinating. I, um, I have noticed that in other parts of life too. We, we recently moved and I'm so excited. We have a little orange tree in our yard yes. and reaching up to that tree and having my very first orange from that tree, I was like, this is the best fucking orange I've ever had in my life. It yes. may have been the pride of the fact that it's in my yard, but I swear to God, because it didn't go through, it hasn't spent, you know, it's not yes. all the pesticides. It's not popped with GMOs. Food coloring like, is on it. Yes. You know? yeah. Yes. They're the small size that they're supposed to be. They're not enormous, therefore like devoid of nutrition. Like, yeah, and yes. the flavor is in comprehensible it's
2: it's incredible I have to say that um I have always been like a city suburban girl
0: yeah
2: um and it wasn't until I went to my husband's farm that I mean my life really changed that they eat from the land um and what part of England is he from they're in an area. Well, they were in an area called Wappenbury, but they've now moved to another farm. Okay. But uh, they have fruits and vegetables, and the milkman comes every Friday. The fishman comes, and there's another man that does like the poultry and the
0: lamb. And so they live back in time.
2: Yeah, literally. It's it's insane That's- and amazing because <laughs> I'm like, wait, people still do this? But they are so healthy, you know. Amazing. Yeah, and they're not like they don't ever think about diet in the, you know, in the sense that we, as a culture, we're, we we've become so obsessed with it. It's like, we got to do keto. We got to do low carb. We got to do this. We got to do this lady that has a wig and she's a Bible lady and we got to put the food <laughs> away. You know what I mean? Like it's it's none of that foolishness. They're just nourishing themselves.
0: Amazing. And so
2: I, as someone who has struggled with their weight for many years, when I went to England for uh, school, I had lost 40 pounds. And I wasn't even thinking about, oh my gosh, I have to eliminate, eliminate, eliminate. I was just eating from the land
0: That's and walking
2: and, you know, and it's crazy. My life changed. It really did.
0: Are you, where, where were you at school?
2: I went to the Royal Birmingham Conservatoire
0: in the UK. Uh,
2: We had a lot of fun. That's where I got my MFA, and yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. We had so much fun.
0: Incredible. And you know, it's funny. You're not the first person who I've heard say that. I feel like it's such a common thing to go abroad and have people be like, "I ate nothing but pasta and bread, and I literally and I lost weight." Yeah, and it's because. Uh, you know, honestly, I think it's because, the, the, uh, like you're saying, the food is more fresh. You know, we we were in Italy for a friend's wedding and we got pizza and they laughed at us when we asked for a takeaway box and they gave us one. But then the next morning we went to go eat the pizza and it was hard as a rock oh, because yeah. that is what's supposed to happen to bread. Exactly. That is not full. And we were like, oh, right. We, the reason this tasted so good, it was because it was so. So fresh, yes, and wasn't you know it's not the white bread in my fridge right now that will last for six months. You will not know if it's gone bad. You will just sort of have to guess, and it it was just a real bread, and and yeah, and for that reason, you you don't feel as bad. I mean, I I suffer from well, sort of colitis, so and when I was, um, I was honestly nervous to go to Europe cause it was my first big trip since I'd been diagnosed. I got diagnosed right before the pandemic and yeah. just because I used to love running and now I have to stay close to a bathroom. So I don't yeah. do as much about, of that. And I was like, you know, there's, it's a big walking culture and I want to be able to walk around. I had no problems for two weeks How and I ate whatever I wanted, I drank whatever, which normally is the big red flag, but I was having wine and I was like, Oh, their wine is probably more Mm. farm to table to, right. I I, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, Oh wow. It should have been obvious that diet plays a huge role in all of our stomach stuff, but it's wild. It really
2: is. When you start to see those differences, when you're like, Huh. That's why I always suggest that people, they just travel if they can, you know, if they can, and if they can't afford it, find their programs. You know yes, what I mean? There are totally. so many programs that I feel like travel is a luxury, but there are also so many problems. I have uh, aunts that have gotten grants and, you know, found scholarships and, you Incredible. know, there's so many opportunities to travel. And so I, I just highly suggest it because it's great. It really, it's great to broaden your scope.
0: A hundred percent. And as you were saying, I mean, I think we're probably roughly the same age. So we were children of like '90s diet culture. Oh my God, right? are you
2: kidding? Capri Suns Lunch. right,
0: right? Which was also just like the worst diet culture. Yeah, like that was when it Dunkaroos, like, yeah, oh, loved it. Oh heaven, koala yummies. You ever have those? Love, love <laughs> everything processed. Absolute heaven. I mean, our lunches that my mom used to make us were like peanut butter and jelly, Fritos like a string cheese, a Gushers and a soda. Oh yeah,
2: for certain, for certain, yeah. And and, we love a preservative.
0: uh, We love a preservative, but also at at the same time we're getting fed nineties diet culture media, which is exclusively like, oh, at the time it was like trans fats so bad. Buy these Oreos that are frozen foods. Yes, yes. Which is so, I mean, the food pyramid in the nineties was like 11 to 12 servings of bread followed by six servings of milk. And it was like, why are fruit and veggies so tiny up at the top? No one's talking organic. No No. one's talking about how things are made or where they come from. Or yeah, it, it, yeah. Anyway, I I feel like that's what a, what a gift to go to England and get to experience that in a way that then reshaped your relationship with food.
2: It really did. It really did. It, It was, I, Oh man! If I didn't have some work here, I would live there.
0: Really? I
2: would. Would, I would. your husband? No. Oh, really? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> he he looked literally. I was on the farm this Christmas. I was like, I think we should buy property here, and he was like, No. <laughs> I he lived there his whole life. I get it, but I'm also like, I would live back in New Jersey. You know what I mean? I love sure. Jersey, and so. But he lived it, and he's like, I love our life in Los Angeles, and so. But I'm I at some point in my career when I get like uh, more coins, I will have some a uh, farm out there for sure.
0: amazing oh well, and then you don't have to live there. you just have your vacation spot. Exactly. And that's honestly the beauty. Anyway, you don't want to take <laughs> yes. working out there. You want that to be your safe space.
2: <laughs> that's right. that's um, right.
0: I can't wait for you to come back, you know, and and the next time you're here, be able to tell me about that farm and the chickens yes. you have on that farm uh, and the little brown and white chickens that you're looking to get together for the sake of art.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I will.
0: That's amazing. I love that so much. Um, okay, wait, I have a little game for you, uh, because I was, I was giggling. I just loved the idea that brown eggs were better than white, white eggs and <laughs> was thinking about how often we all do that, uh, when consuming and, and, you know, I would not argue, you know, it's scientifically speaking, our eyes are part of what we eat, right? right. Yes. I mean, a lot of chefs will die on that hill. And so we, we think that we, are eating similar we eat with our eyes first is is what people say right and because of that we have developed palates for things that may or may not exist so some of the things on this uh, you'll notice it's very much flavor centric and and you know we can decide on it and that others may be less so but we might still have a preference uh yes ready it?
2: love it ready so
0: you can tell me what you think is superior and why all right first we'll start easy we'll start with regular milk versus chocolate milk
2: Ah, uh, it's hard because I don't drink milk.
0: I knew that was <laughs> coming. But, but you're a Chicago girl. You're a Midwesterner.
2: I love, like, I hate them both. I love <laughs> oat milk. Like, and I used to drink regular milk. Like, I used to do, like, skim and 2%. And that yeah. whole milk is the, b- I mean, that is next level. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. getting full calcium bones. Like, you know, <laughs> but I love oat milk. It's so bougie now. LA look what LA has done.
0: It's absolutely changed me. I, I I'm an oat milk, soy milk or almond milk, depending on if it's in a latte in my cereal or a glass. <laughs>
2: I hate this for us. <laughs>
0: it's really bad. It's really, really not great for us or the cow or the dairy industry. Exactly. Uh, but that's great. I will say chocolate milk has a special place in my heart. But, but when we're num, really talking about It is it, very
2: good, though. I like uh, hot chocolate now. Oh, oh I'm a hot chocolate fiend. Me too. Like literally. I Dunkin Donuts, hot chocolate. I mean, I'm yes. going where the bag At of. the airport. <laughs> is like, at the airport. Yeah, for sure.
0: That is my, that is my before getting on a plane. I'm like, the plane's going to be cold. I have to have a hot chocolate. And I get myself a Dunkin Donuts hot chocolate and I just milk it. All right. We talked about this one a little bit, but uh, white versus wheat bread.
2: I love a wheat. Good for you. I love a wheat. I just, I love it. And I love it with like a butter and a jam or with like a fried egg. Oh, the brown one! <laughs> it's so delicious. Yes, a fried That's brown. That's great. Rice.
0: So, like, you like a little bit more of a fiber bite in your? Yes,
2: exactly. But I do have to say though, a ciabatta is good.
0: A real good, real good. I mean, a sourdough is good. Ciabatta is a ciabatta roll. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then we're getting into the bougie whites. I know, I know. Those are again, are, are, the bougie is showing. Uh, it's and I, I completely agree with you. When when offered, I would then go for a pretzel roll if we're being honest
2: here. Yeah. I like a little cinnamon pretzel. Oh, oh, okay.
0: Oh, well, yeah, but yeah, then we're just getting, I mean, there's something about the smell of that, that is like almost illegal. It's it's crack. crack Okay.
2: Yeah. You can't walk past it. It's like, I need one.
0: Yes. And from anywhere and you know exactly what it is. You can like follow the scent lines. Like (laughs) it's
2: like McDonald's nuggets. Like, yes. There's this whatever they're doing, whatever little droplets they're adding for us to be like, "Mm." I
0: sense it. I sense it. It's over here and I will get it. Um, all right. Red, yellow, green, or pink apples.
2: Okay. Pink. Oh, I love, I love pink apples. I do. Green. If I'm like in like detoxing, you know, if I have had, like, just been traveling and eating airplane food and hotel food. Like, when I come home, I will always do like some fruits and vegetables. It will always be a green apple, but my favorite is pink. I love pink with like a little bit of peanut butter. Oh, oh it's so yeah, good. It's yeah so I good. mean, apples, pie.
0: anything with peanut butter is going to be better. That's that's a good hill. Uh, that's great. I love that very much. Uh, okay, what about um, oh, red versus green grapes,
2: green grapes.
0: Yeah, I'm a green grape
2: head, too. I love it. And especially when they're like really big, huge. And they're like, oh,
0: they've gotten almost dangerously big.
2: I like, mean, what? they're as big as my face now and I yes. love them. It's so Trader good. Jones, I don't know what Trader Joe's is putting in the grapes, Why? but they need to keep that up. <laughs> Are we crazy grapes now, but I love
0: them. They are. I was like, this is going to taste like nothing. It's too big to taste like anything. And it's like long now. Like there's nowhere wide for it to go. And I was like, this is the best grape I've ever had. Trader <laughs> Joe's, you've done it. You've, you've found the secret sauce. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Um, okay. Uh, how about this one's a little harder. Skittles.
2: Which kind of Skittle?
0: Can you taste the rainbow across the board?
2: Um, is there a yellow skil- Skittle? There's or a yellow no? Skittle. I don't know if I like, though. But you know, to be honest, I'm not really a Skittles girl. Like, oh, I'm fair. a chocolate girl. So, like, I, I'm i like, give me, like, a Snickers or uh, Reese's Pieces.
0: Fair, fair, fair. Okay, okay. If we can't answer Skittles, what about M&M's?
2: Love Peanut. At Peanut. Has but, to but what color? Red. <laughs>
0: Even though they all taste the same, we all have a favorite. Yeah, I
2: love the red and I'm not going to mad. I love the green one, too. You <laughs> sassy. Oh, yes. Okay, great.
0: Well, they yes, they have personalities. So now a little different than just like, you know, assuming the flavor tastes like something. Also, yeah. uh, were you a kid during the um, when we got to vote on the blue M&M?
2: yes that's right
0: it was like the most important election yes, of
2: yes it really was that's right oh my gosh that was memory yes
0: yeah but still not a blue girl green, green green and red, red. love it yeah. <laughs> that's great um okay how about um okay so are you not a candy girl at all because i have like starburst and jelly beans on here
2: I do love a Starburst. I will never do a yellow Starburst,
0: though. Oh, they're my favorite.
2: I will never do a yellow Starburst. Everybody else,
0: I'm in. Yellow, skip over. That's great. We can share a pack. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, okay, how about chocolate versus vanilla cake?
2: Vanilla cake, for sure.
0: Really? I thought you just said you're a chocolate head. I
2: do. I like chocolate candies. Okay. I don't like chocolate cakes. My husband loves chocolate cake just made like a four layer one two days ago that I had to give away because I'm like I'm on this like fitness journey and I'm like why do we have a whole cake in the
0: fridge a multi-tiered cake
2: it it was like the icing was just gorgeous I mean it was amazing and I was like we're getting this way I was like take the little slices that you want put them in the freezer but I was like this is this is too this is kryptonite Uh uh-uh Mm-mm. that's hilarious
0: <laughs> we all have those those are my anytime mike comes home with those peanut butter stuffed pretzels or oh. like i'm like you can't i will si- i will eat them till they're gone like every so time you, you can't do this because, <laughs> because i'm every not time. going to feel well and i'm not going to sleep from all the sugar but oh they're so good um that's great i love that and also incredible that your husband is also a chef
2: <laughs> literally his mom is a baker his oh, mom no is also way. a chef so um, I got very lucky in the fact that we both can cook because sometimes that does not, it's either one or the other sometimes. And so or we neither. do have a lot of meals here. We, we cook a lot. We cook for our friends, our family. Like it, That's we, amazing. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. And you gave, got rid of that cake. That's how you know that you're used to. If Mike baked a cake for me, I'd be like, what?
2: <laughs> <gasps> I know. I was like, uh-uh, no, take the slices you want. I was like, because we're both trying to like, you know, it's listen, being on hiatus, And not working, you know, 12, 14 hours a day, like you're just, you're home, you're doing interviews, you are, you know, seeing friends and family, but it can be pretty still, you know, and so I was like, I want to make sure that I'm active, I'm keeping moving and, you know, things like that. And I'm eating well. um, But yeah, it, that cake that is Kryptonite. it is it's a tempting. very good yeah very good chocolate cake ladies. i hear you
0: i i absolutely hear you i don't know if you've been to any of the um wga pickets yet but yes i was have you oh thank you awesome Hell yes. yeah and i'll be
2: back i know my um my very dear friend uh rashida and Lanisa renee frederick who i do uh, uh co-create hashtag look with they've been organizing a lot of ones where it is like black writers or um, la- uh, writers from the Latinx community. And so I was like, the next time I'll, I'll be there for sure. I Hell can't yeah. wait.
0: Well, it's been a blast. And I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to get my steps in. Like, these yes. will be my walks. Instead, I've been mostly at the Disney lot, you know, walking my big circle around the lot. Every loop there is a new food truck.
2: I know. Loops are not
0: that big. So, like yesterday, I got there and I was like, "Oh, they're handing out breakfast sandwiches! Amazing!" Then I finished one loop, which is approximately (laughs) twenty minutes, and they were handing out bao buns. And I was like, "Well, I can't say no to a red bean or pork bao bun. So good!" Then I made up, met up with friends. We did another loop, and they were like, "Oh, the taco truck started early, so everyone lined up for tacos." And and I was like,
2: "Donuts too. Yes,
0: pizza." I'm gonna turn into a porto's baked good like <laughs> i was like oh my God. the amount we are consuming is so outweighing any amount of walking which by the way is interrupted every five minutes when you run into a friend that you love and you're oh like hey God. now let's all talk about the terrors of being on strike together um it's been uh, a wild ride i i did not anticipate this being this well-fed uh, yes. and i'm gonna something's gotta give i gotta yes. develop some willpower or we need people to like start showing their solidarity in different ways okay
2: okay no but i i i support the writers i'm so i'm so glad that y'all are striking it's not you know just for y'all it's for everybody you know what i mean like y'all are shaking the industry in a way where it needs to be shook it so oh man i, I hope can't so i to be out there with y'all uh, we just got back from uh, New York. So Jack and I were planning on going uh, sometime next week. because I that's think that's really what they're right. going to do. Thank you for thing, that. So. And hey, similarly, re-
0: similarly, re-sag. How are you feeling about the sag? Uh, I
2: feel like I know there's a lot of actors right now that are scared because it feels like we've all just gotten back to work. That's but for me, with all of these strikes or potential strikes, if we can get through COVID-19, we can get through a, um, a strike. Do you know what I mean? We have survived a pandemic. We will be fine. We need to fight for the things that we need to fight for, you you know? And so I'm, I'm excited to vote. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, we need some changes for sure.
0: Completely agreed. I mean, we, you know, we, we talk about protection of AI and sorry, we just got oh, way off ter- topic. I know it's but, terrifying. It but, really is. Yeah. Well, and we talked about, we we talked a lot about protection for writers, but for actors, I didn't realize it's already almost being implemented. It is what, my, a boss is. of a new show I'm on. Uh, it's a, um, we, we haven't uh, announced yet, but it's, it's adult animation and he has several other shows on the air. And he said that he's regularly asked if uh, he'll just use AI instead of hiring actors and thankfully he is a a great guy and be uh big enough to throw his weight around you know and and so he can say no and has hired a new actor for every single one of those but they're already after us and there has to be guardrails in place yeah it's scary to protect our talents
2: it's it's scary because it, it just you feel replaceable
0: well but the thing is you're not replaceable it would be them. Taking Alberta and using her likeness without you getting paid. And no. And that is so unacceptable. That's like somebody, yeah, it's it's so it's so it's stealing. It's it's another version of plagiarism, but with your likeness and and your voice. And And I, I have to say
2: for animation and uh voiceover and commercial voiceover, that is quite literally the thing that um held me down when the pandemic had first started you know, I wasn't able to go back to work fully. I was like preparing for surgery and things like that. So I was able to just hop in my closet and do that. And Ugh. so it would be catastrophic if there was a world in which it didn't exist for us to be able to be a part of it.
0: Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And we are so on the side of, of the actors as well. We know that, you know, we also cannot do it without you guys. And we don't want to, I I do not want to be writing scripts to be done by computers? Where is the joy in that? I,
2: I just, yeah, no. Also,
0: where's the creativity in that? You know, what, the beauty of getting to be on set is getting to collaborate with all the other different That's departments. exactly right. And, and, you know, write a joke that, you know, maybe I thought was a stinker and then watch the actor turn it into a miracle or write a joke that I thought was amazing that doesn't read well on camera. And then we, then we make something better yes. together. And doing that with AI sounds, A, of all... Im- like impossible and be all so fucking sad yes the 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 material will suffer the industry will suffer people are not going to want to it's not going to be as coveted of a job if we're not having fun
2: yeah you're right you're absolutely right Uh, you're absolutely absolutely right amen yeah we can also
0: use you guys i was like you know selfishly I kind of hope that SAG I mean I hope you guys authorize the strike negotiation and then you don't have to strike first and foremost that they give you everything you want and then we can put these to bed but if they play hardball I hope you guys strike too because selfishly we could really use uh, oh, some yes. actor spirit on the strike lines uh, you yes. know, the writers are doing the best we can but we're indoor cats and we could really use some actor energy yes. uh, to keep us going so oh
2: my god yes well I know I'll be there next week I think a couple of the ghost cast. Um, we're all going to come together to to start picking him with y'all. So I can't wait. Hell and yes, some of us great. have already have been doing it. So yeah, I, no, I can't wait.
0: And we're so grateful for that. Thank you. Um, yes, we're in this together. It's so nice to see the unions coming together and, and, yes. and support each other. I mean, IATSE has been incredible. The Teamsters have been unparalleled. The amount of support yes. from, from those Uh, people has been so freaking rad to see. Mm. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think it's just unions against the world right now and we can, we We can can do this. this.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I Um, believe it.
0: All right. All right, Danielle. I have taken us off course. I'm so sorry. Um, I do want to get back to your Hill uh, just for a little bit. I want to know if there's any, you know, any last words that you really want to say on behalf of brown eggs versus white eggs everywhere. I
2: have to say that, let's try even if it's once a week (laughs) to go to a local market you know what I mean let's go to a local market um you know there's a lot of farmers markets around different towns in the in the you know in the country and beyond and so let's support those small businesses I think at the end of the day that's really what the the hill is is continue to support small businesses. And, you know, even if you if you can't afford it, try to do it once a week,
0: you know, yeah. get a brown egg. You yeah. Know what I mean, get From that a, brown egg locally, locally sourced. sourced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Locally sourced. Yes. You know, and you and, won't
0: regret the taste. That's for sure. Exactly.
2: Because the taste is the bomb. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that. That's really awesome. Uh, I, I I love that um, challenge as well. I think we should absolutely all be trying to do that. Um, Danielle, you've been such a delight and you've been... It, it, beautifully died on this hill um oh, I'm so you grateful you for, for your time today um do you is there anything else you'd like to add before I read you your eulogy? Um,
2: yeah watch season one and two of ghosts on paramount plus Big and, time. and follow me on social media at body courage
0: if, <laughs> if you think I'm not about to plug all this you're crazy yes. um, <laughs> um all right let's let's you, you ready for your eulogy ready let's do it We've gathered here today to celebrate the life of Danielle Pinnock, who tragically died on the hill of brown eggs are better than white eggs. Danielle is survived by a number of wonderful projects, including Ghosts, season one and two, available on Paramount Plus, season three, available just as soon as the AMPTP gives us all fair deals. Uh, you can follow Danielle's legacy on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Body Courage. Uh, oh, and you can also follow Danielle's legacy in the upcoming Eddie Murphy movie, Candy Cane Lane. I'm so excited. This rocks. Uh, Danielle, we're so grateful for your time here on this podcast and this earth. May you rest in peace.
2: Thank you so much. This was the best death ever.
0: Thank you. Hey, as one ghost, I mean, you're we all know you're still here with us. So you're you're the one ghost that can keep talking after the podcast because we all know what's happening. Um, I love that very much. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you. This was such a treat. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Hillside Dion. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review letting us know what you think. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Hillside Dion Podcast and on Twitter at Hillside Dion. Follow me on Twitter slash Instagram at I'm Taylor Cox. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week.